When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can a woman ever contribute to her own engagement ring if she makes more than the guy? We have a debate about that on the show. Americans are weird, and it involves the very first thing that most people do when they get out of bed in the morning. And I think we have reached a, or found a psychological breakthrough with Callie. She has a phobia that has never before been addressed. And during the show today, we realize it. Now we just got to get our help. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to the Upside. Update. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, December 13th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for the proximity to all major necessities that our house is. If we ever move, it's going to be really hard because this house is perfectly situated. It's got three grocery stores within a stone's throw. Three well, different ones. I was thinking of... We got hospitals. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of your doctor's appointment, mm -hmm. 10 minutes away, Ellie's doctor, 10 minutes away, uh, my doctor, 10 minutes away. CHOA. Emer yeah, children's healthcare, 10 minutes away. Emergency rooms, 10 minutes away. Uh, there was a lot of medical stuff. People are like, wow, you guys are doomsday. -y. But a target, 10 minutes away. It's 10 minutes away is, is pretty convenient. With Atlanta traffic, in yeah. A, in a city where things that are any farther away from that can quickly triple. Well, last week we were going to go to dinner somewhere and we left a half hour later than we wanted to. And the amount of time to get there tripled. We're like, yeah, we're like, nope, this is not happening. We shall stick close to our stone's throw. There's drugstores. Yeah, everything. So that's my a today, park. Today is Tuesday, December 13th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful for proximity. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for our refrigerator. I love a cold snack. I love some ice cold milk, especially in this season where we have holiday treats. I am drinking milk way more than I do the rest of the year. And I want to do a t I I want to do a taste test with you because you claim to be able to tell the difference between milk that has been that has vitamin D added to it and just plain 2% milk. Yeah, it's not a vitamin added. It's the amount of fat that is in there. So vitamin D and whole milk, same thing. No, they do. They fortify 2% milk with vitamin D. The what we have in our fridge is whole milk. Vitamin D milk. It's not 2%. It's whole milk. So your issue is not with the vitamin D. My issue is with whole milk. No, it's not with vitamin D. Then why, with, do, then why do you? Because Ellie, so up until like recently, Ellie has been drinking whole milk, right? Yes. And the whole milk that we Lily, buy. Stop. 
And the whole milk that Lily's very worked up right now because someone appears to be walking down the street, which we, is like not okay. They're in our neighborhood with a dog on the leash. I mean, how dare they walk on our street, Lily? Um, so my issue is that vitamin D equals whole milk. False. True. Vitamin D is an additive that they can put in any type of milk. I don't think that you're right about this. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. You're, you're, you're conflating, I think that's the right word, two different things. Horizon, I'm going to look up the brand we get. Organic vitamin D milk. Because I don't like the taste of like full fat milk, whole milk. Right. Yeah, so this so is. You, so you don't like whole milk. Right, which is what we always buy, Ellie. So therefore, I do not like what's in our fridge. Right, but the vitamin D has nothing to do with it. Okay, I don't like whole milk. <laughs> okay, I was so confused because you were so, because I knew that you typically drank skim milk. Okay, but I'm Googling vitamin D milk and all of it says vitamin D whole milk. There's no right, but you're, 2% or skim milk that's vitamin D. Okay, but I, my point is, I don't think your issue is with the vitamin D. Your issue is with the whole milk part of it. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. That's that's. Like, oh, okay. No, you're right. Because I'm seeing uh, fat-free milk that has high vitamin D. Right. Yes, my issue is with the whole milk. Okay. I don't like whole milk for drinking and or cereal eating and or any of that. Okay. That was such a... I that was, was a journey. It was a journey. But when you said it, I was so confused... I, it, it it threw me much more significantly than it should have. Oh, yes. And no taste test needed because I will not drink whole milk. Okay. Full on will not do it. Because um, even like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm thankful for a fridge because if you're going to be drinking not whole milk, it should be ice cold in my humble opinion. So I like that we have a fridge that keeps our stuff ice cold. I think it's really neat. I think it's a great invention. And today, that is what I'm grateful for. And if you've been following along with this storyline involving Kelly's parents, their fridge is now working. How long did we say that it was? August. End of August, early September. They So they went from? Three months. They went three full months. With no fridge. Well, without their primary fridge working. Yeah. So they had like a little dorm fridge set up in the corner of the room. They put another small fridge out in the garage, but now they're back and they're whole again. It whole as milk, uh, some whole. might say. Yes. <laughs> Would you, if we were in a situation where you made, if we were not married, okay? We're dating, but we wanna get engaged. And I, you made more money than me. Mm -hmm. Would you be comfortable with me asking you to financially contribute to your engagement ring? This is a loaded question for me because me. You can answer it as you. And then I would also like okay. you to answer it as most women. If you think your answer won't be typical or if you. Yeah. Uh, my answer is, I'm going to give you a philosophical, philosophical answer and then a Cali dollar answer. The Cali dollar answer is absolutely not. You pay for the ring. Okay. 
if the, if we get married and I or we decide later to quote unquote upgrade or change the ring or whatever, that's a group effort. But in terms of what you are proposing with, no, absolutely not. You pay for the ring, no matter what it looks like, no matter what size, okay, et cetera, et cetera. But there's, can I throw, can I throw a spear through that? Well, can I give my philosophical opinion? Yeah. My philosophical opinion is that you can have any kind of relationship that you want. Mm -hmm. So do I think that no woman should ever pay for their engagement ring? No. I think if you asked me to pay, help pay for my engagement ring, I would shove you down the stairs. Um, well, I think that is unnecessarily violent. Yeah. And I don't think you should assault someone for that. But I. Smack you in the face. I don't, that's also an assault. Hmm. I think we are living in a different world. And I think that there, and I'm just talking about the past couple of years. Everything is, everything is topsy-turvy. 2020 really just shook the whole world. It just shook us up. Right. And who knows how it's going to settle when all the, when all the sand settles at the bottom of the, you know, ocean again, what mm -hmm. it's going to look like. But right now things are just chaotic. And I think there are a lot of situations where the, the woman is the primary breadwinner in a relationship, but the tradition of a man proposing with a, a, a ring still exists. And with I, I wonder if if things are shifting that this would be that engagement rig would be considered a more of a joint purchase. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the type of relationship where you would have a conversation about it, if that's a conversation that. Well, if you're having open conversations about it, that's one thing. I mean, I'm thinking about you and I, you and I hadn't even discussed marriage when you proposed to me. So to me there's a level of excitement about the surprise and not, you know what I mean? And yeah. all of that. And you doing the research on what kind of ring you thought I would like on my Pinterest. And to, to me, there's an element of tradition and. Okay. Let me phrase it to you differently. That's why I said later down in the relationship, you can make decisions on how to change the ring, what to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, all right. Let me change that. Would you rather have would you rather get engaged with the ring that I could afford today? Let's say when we got engaged, I was not in the in the financial, you know, it was a, a pretty good financial Jeff didn't situation. have all that birth show money. <laughs> I did. That's what I'm saying. Let's say you didn't have oh, yeah. all the birth show money. Yeah, I was. Uh, so let's say that that didn't exist, mm -hmm. right? Would you rather have me stall us getting engaged? Would you have rather waited another year for me to save, get another job, whatever needed to happen in order to get you the ring that I believed you deserved? Or would you rather have me just do it immediately and have the engagement ring be smaller than what I would think to me. It's not about the size of the ring. I it's what you do with it. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. um, no, but I think that had I, I like the element of surprise. So surprise in a year or surprise now. I mean, I'm not even going to answer that question because it doesn't matter. Like, cause it's a surprise. Cause it's a surprise. Okay. So to me, yeah, I, there is no element of, yeah, you got to make that decision for yourself. Mm. Okay. Mm. 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 Um, okay. So we are kind of like I will call it potty training light. We are potty curious in this house because Ellie's two <laughs> and she's starting to like do things like she wants to take her diaper off and she wants to run around naked and she talks about the potty and all of this stuff. And we haven't really like organized our thoughts for how we're going to do this yet. I have a friend that gave me a book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but we do have like little potties for her and we want her to like ask questions and be, you know, Whatever. And Ellie likes to take her time with things, right? She likes to investigate things, decide how she likes them. That is her personality. We've talked about this before on the show. So I love to encourage her. And I think Jeff would also agree with this to be curious and that it's a good thing and to explore things without fear of getting in trouble, whatever. Love that philosophy. It is biting me in the butt because she has decided she's very interested in the potty and she wants to play with it. All the time, not just her little unused one, but like the big one that everybody in our house uses, that people coming in and out use. Like it's just a lot of people use our toilets, and she wants to. Well, it's not a. We don't have that many guests. We don't have that many guests, but like you know, there's. My point is, it gets used, right? It gets used, and no matter who uses it, whether it be me, whether it be you, it's gross. Right. It's a toilet. It's a toilet. Toilets are gross. And I am a little bit of a germaphobe when I think about something. And Ellie likes to go into the bathroom. She likes to close the door. She likes privacy. And then she likes to basically get naked and play with the toilets, which is fine. Amazing. I walked in yesterday to see if she needed help. I'm like, Ellie, knock on the door. And she had her lips almost on the toilet bowl. her face and she was touching it and playing with it and going up and down and doing the whole, like she was like, you know, opening it, closing the lid. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Touching everything of it. And then she's like, what's in there? I wanted to like touch the water. I am trying. I'm just anticipating the messages that we're going to get from people saying, I can't believe you let your child be alone in a bathroom for the record. It's less than a minute and we're right outside the door. She wants privacy. So yeah, I have no problem. We like shut the, we shut the door and we stand at the door and we listen until we hear a noise that that requires intervention. Then we poke our head in and go, "Are you okay?" and make sure that she's not, you know, bathing in the toilet bowl. Yeah. Um We're not we're not saying, "All right, here's a newspaper. See you in 45 minutes, kid." Right. So I'm seeing yeah. her do these things. I am trying my darndest to not be like, "Ellie, that's so gross" cuz I don't want her to be scared and she's such a little rule follower. I don't want her to be like, I did something bad or whatever, but it grosses me out so bad. How comfortable she is with touching the potty. It makes me want to vomit and I don't know how to handle it. You, are you aware that you have a unusual toilet issue? You think it's unusual? Yes. The toilet germs that I think about? Yes. No, is it unusual? I mean, yes, I haven't it, said anything to Ellie, but I'm just like. Mm. It's unusual. You remember when, at, kind of half as a joke, but also because it's a practical thing, when we moved into this house, I bought four plungers or three plungers, mm-hmm. one plunger for every yes. bathroom that, w- that that we had. 
and they came in. You recall that you would not touch them, even though they were all brand new, wrapped in plastic, had never been used. I know. You just said it was gross. You also, we we got some toilet bowl scrubber things. I don't know what they're called, but they they go on a stick, mm-hmm. and you scrub the toilet bowl with them, and then you just push the button, and it fall, falls right, in the right. bowl, and they flush it. Um, I had never seen that before and i thought you would really think it was neat and took it out of the box like unwrapped it and said look at it's a disposable toilet scrubber thing and i went to hand it to you by holding the other end and you were grossed out by the fact that my hand touched the end that would eventually go in the toilet even though it was brand new and it had never been in a toilet no i don't think it was brand new i think i had already used it no you hadn't i took it out of the box Mm -hmm. i remember exactly where we were standing when i did it and thinking of how weird it was that you were freaked out that i was touching the toilet end of something well my solution you were freaked out about touching the new toilet seat that we put on i was (laughs) it was a brand new toilet seat that has a special like ellie butt sized ring yeah so when she gets to that point she can sit on the thing, and you wouldn't even touch the brand new toilet seat. You have a weird toilet germ thing. I do, and I, I don't, but so my idea. Which doesn't change the fact that everything's gross. I was just stating, I was right. just making you aware. That I'm weird, yeah, and, and I will agree with that. I just don't know how to like, my solution to this was, oh, well, Jeff isn't as grossed out with this kind of stuff. Um, so Jeff, you come sit with her and you be the one to watch her put her hands and her face all over the potty and whatever she wants to do. And then you clean her up appropriately. And then you're like, no, you handle it. I'm like, I was cooking dinner. I know. But I mean, in general, like, I feel like we need to assign you to be the one to let Ellie like rub her face all over the nasty toilet. And then, oh my gosh, we're going to get our child taken away from us. She's not rubbing her face all over the toilet. No, I know. I'm being, I'm embellishing that. But, you know, okay. like just, oh, it's gross. I wonder so if, because you are the person, when we were trying to figure out how we were going to encourage Ellie to sleep through the night or whatever it's called, um, we settled on the, the moms on call is it a method, whatever philosophy mm-hmm. and Callie got all of the books and she had post-its in the pages and she would let she me read the pages that were relevant. When we talk about, um, Ellie went to a couple of, of things like pre preschool things over the summer and Callie looks up and sees, Oh, this is a music day. Mm-hmm. She'll like this. Oh, this is a, an art day. This is an outside day. Boom. Like all the research, you know what you avoid? Hmm. All things related to potty training. Why is that? You have a potty issue. Why? <laughs> but like, what it's is bigger, it? It's, it's bigger. I don't know. Did you fall in a toilet? You fall Not in that out, I remember. Fall in an outhouse at a music festival or something? Not that I remember. Airplane toilet? Get your foot stuck down in there? No. The blue water? Mm-mm. Something. You have a weird... Because I can't tell you how many times you've said, it looks like Ellie wants to learn more about potty. We're going to have to start reading up on that. And you're the person who starts reading up on that before you finish the sentence. We need to start reading I up know. on that. I know. This is so weird. You, I'm the one who bought the potty books now that I think about it. You have a thing. I have a thing. But I don't know why I have a thing. And I'm trying really hard to like not let Ellie take the worst parts of me. You know what I mean? So I don't want her to be like, oh, my God, my mom was such a weirdo. Well, now that we've acknowledged that you have a thing. 
I think now the thing, now that the thing is a thing that we've identified as a thing, now it just becomes different. I, in the same way that I have to take out the trash Mm -hmm. because you don't like taking out the trash Mm -hmm. or, um, you have to cut Ellie's fingernails because I'm so freaked out. Yeah, you can't do about it. About doing that, I just can't do it. I think now that we can acknowledge that you have a thing, mm-hmm. I think potty training will just have to be my thing. That would be great. I'm trying. You know, I don't want this to be too much information and to weird people out. But if I, <laughs> I if, know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> if I have to go potty in front of her, I sit down. Right. I just don't want her. We don't want to introduce too much too fast. Yeah, I don't want there to be too much input and be like, wait, why is he standing up? So I will sit down. <laughs> and if we're home and we're not a pee with the door open. Oh, no. Fa- family. We shut the door. I've never and, seen yeah. Jeff pee ever. And but if Callie's not home and I have to step in to use the bathroom for safety reasons and also because I know she's curious. uh I will leave the door open. And if Ellie sees me go in there, sees that she'll want to come in and see it. So if she's, if she's home and the door's open, (laughs) I'm sitting down. She comes in the other day, just as I was sitting down and she goes, Oh, she's what I'm doing. And she goes, wait, Dada. And I say, okay. And she leaves and I hear some odd noises, her banging around in the kitchen. And she comes back with two potato chips and leans against the wall <laughs> like she's at a ball game. She's like, okay, now you can now go. Now you can go. She got a snack. Oh my gosh. It was the it's so I I I think I I think I physically pushed her out of the room and I said, I can't this can't happen while you're eating. Eating this you gotta go. No. Yeah. She's like, what, Dada? I'm like, just get out of here. I think somebody I think I don't know. I think the dog's looking for you. Go. Like, okay. And off she goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. Why does Santa keep three gardens? So he can ho, ho, ho all summer long. joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff. 800-434-5454. We talked about this on the show recently. I don't believe that the statement money can't buy happiness is true. I believe that money can buy happiness. Well, at least it makes it it makes happiness easier to reach. Also, not worrying about money can really boost your happiness. And that's where our friends at Chime can help you be happy more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app. With payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200, they offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. And all of this happens with no annual fees, no big security deposits, or credit checks. See for yourself why Chime is so loved by going to Chime.com slash upside. That's C-H-I-M-E dot com slash upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on pair. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See Chime.com slash spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S. according to Aptopia. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. 
If you're like me, sometimes you get really focused on the problems. It's like you're standing in front of a mountain and it seems really daunting to even take the first step. And honestly, you're a little nervous to take a step because you don't know what the right decision is. Well, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but therapy has really helped me become a better problem solver in my own life because it's so nice to take a problem that you have to sit and talk with a licensed professional counselor and start thinking like a problem solver. When you learn how to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling and a therapist can help you get there. BetterHelp is making it super easy. I have been in therapy for over 10 years and it was really incredible because you walk in either not knowing what to expect or kind of just feeling like, okay, maybe this won't work for me. And a good therapist can change your life like they have changed mine. It can help you unload stress. It can help you heal emotionally. It can help with anxiety and depression. Or if you don't know what's off, but you're just feeling off, it can help with that too. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime if there's one that doesn't work out for you. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash upside today to get 10% off your first month. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. I want to talk right to the guys who have women in their lives that spend a lot of time on their feet, healthcare workers, teachers, moms, any woman who is standing up for more than the average bear, I got something for you. Rothy's shoes. These are the gifts that they want. They look good and they feel good. Callie has been talking about Rothy's shoes for years now. She loves them because they're comfortable, they look great, and you can wash them. They go right back to looking like you just took them out of the box. And she's had pairs of Rothy shoes for years. They are durable. And she gets compliments on them all the time. So guys, surprise the woman in your life with a pair of Rothy shoes for this Christmas. And she will think about you every single time she realizes she's walking on glorious pillows Stylish shoes, they're versatile, they're durable, you can wear them all the time, and you will be loved if you give them as a gift. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. It is time to find gifts for everyone you love. Now, I am officially at the age where I am excited about getting socks, underwear, t-shirts, for Christmas. That's what I want for Christmas. I want to be comfy. I want to be cozy and I want everything to be convenient, right? Well, Bombas makes the perfect gifts for everyone on your list, even your pickiest friends, even your relative that has everything because their clothes are exceptionally soft, super comfortable, but they also give back to those in need with every single purchase. You can feel good about a purchase and where your money is going this holiday season. Bomba socks, underwear, t-shirts, and slippers are super cozy upgrades to everyday basics, and they're the perfect gift for everyone on your list. Now, I love the performance no-shows. They perfectly hug your feet. They are so comfortable. They don't fall down inside your shoes, which is like my number one gripe with socks. And I love them so much that one morning a couple weeks ago, mine were wet. 
They were in the wash. I forgot to put my clothes in the dryer. I took my Bombas to work and dried them in front of a space heater so I wouldn't have to wear another brand of socks. That is a true story. Give the good this holiday season with Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash upside and use code upside for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside, code upside for 20% off. We appreciate our Upside partners, and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the Upside, visit CallieandJeff.com. On our show notes, Callie has this next thing um, labeled the weirdest things about Americans. Uh, And I just would like to remind you that you're going to be following a story about a two-year-old getting potato chips to watch me sit down Mm -hmm, and pee. So so (laughs) you better bring... But you better come strong. I was getting my eye uh, brows microbladed last week. And the woman who was doing it is from Brazil. And we were talking. I mean, this is like a long process. It's like three hours long. So we were like small talking the whole time. And she brought up something to me that multiple people not from America have said to me like 10, 12 years apart so I think it makes us officially weird. And what she says is, because we were talking about how she loves to cook. And she's like, you know what the weirdest thing about coming to America is? You guys eat cereal for breakfast. And that is so weird. Like Americans fascination with cereal. She goes, that's not a meal. That's not a meal. And Americans are like so obsessed with it. And then I was walking, I went to Publix the other day and I was, this is after I'd had the conversation with her. And I was like, oh my God, we have an entire aisle dedicated to cereal. So what's the, what's the alternative is cereal. She a, cooks a breakfast, like an eggs. A, it's like not real food. But does cereal not exist in other countries or is cereal a snack in other countries? Or do you not know? I did not ask that. So that would have been a follow a good follow-up question. Maybe somebody, um, who knows can call and let us know. But I think it was one of those things that might fall under the, at one point, they advertised cereal heavily yeah. in the United States, and it became a have a bowl of cereal with some milk for your breakfast. And she's just like, it's not food. It's basically like rabbit food. Like it, it the meal is like what she cooks is like there's like a meat and lots of protein and, and like she, all that kind of stuff. And she also has cereal, or she just does not. She no. just doesn't get cereal. She at just all. doesn't understand yeah. the whole cereal thing. And years ago, my sister dated a guy from Australia, and he said the same thing. He's like, it's so weird. Like there's so much. Like there's a whole aisle. Like the whole thing is cereal. It's like a big wall of cereal. We could ask our friend. Kevin Gillespie, the mm-hmm. chef, about it because he is he. I look at him kind of as a food historian. Yeah, he knows so much about the history of why things exist. Like I, we were joking a couple days ago, I think, with somebody who was over at the house. Maybe it was your parents about how there's a period in time where everything is Jello. Mm-hmm. Every there's salads made of Jello. There's everything. That conversation actually started with Kevin. Oh, it was what was with Kevin. Oh, okay. And I was going to say, um, and he knows why mm-hmm. you know, it was marketing campaign or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that would be an interesting. Yeah. I'll ask him today and I will report back. Perfect. Here are your three random things for today. This for whatever reason is blowing my mind in South Korea forever. When you are born, that means you are one year old. 
So Ellie. So the one starts at. Zero. It's zero. Like there's no zero to one. It's one, then you're two, then you're three. Yeah. The, the, it, it is, if you sit around and think about it for long enough, it doesn't make any sense that you're celebrating somebody's, oh, I guess it does, because you're saying this is your first birthday. This is, you've been so on the earth for one year. You're celebrating your, your first full year on planet earth. Okay, so on Thursday, last Thursday, a new set of bills was passed in South Korea requiring that the whole country change the way that they age babies. So now all babies born are gonna be age zero. And Everybody on New Year's Day, because, you know, right now in Korea, you know what I mean? Like you would be. Does everybody become a year younger? Everybody becomes a year younger on That's New Year's great. Eve. Which is like amazing, but also kind of like, whoa. Like that, I feel like everyone is going to take, because things like that that you don't think are a big deal actually take more time to get used to yeah. than you think they will. But yeah, as of, uh, yeah, as of New Year's, uh, everybody I, in South Korea are going to be a whole year younger than they were New Year's Day. I like the way I like starting it at it at zero because I feel like that allows you to celebrate the year that just was, but also the year it's your first birthday. Yeah, it's a celebration of the year that just happened. Yeah. Which actually, so on milestone birthdays. Like a 50th, technically, when you celebrate your 50th birthday, you've already been on the earth a full 50 years. Mm -hmm. hmm. Uh, your second random thing is about the McDonald's filet of fish sandwich, which I'm probably going to get one today because of this story. It's the most underrated sandwich. It's really good. It's so, and it doesn't no, get the credit. Hold the tartar sauce, and then I put ketchup on mine. Same. So good. No, I don't get cheese on it either. Oh, I do. You got to have the cheese. Um, a, a 25, a full quarter, 23%, actually, if you want to be specific, of the filet of fishes sold happen during Lent, mm -hmm. which is um, the period between Ash Wednesday and Easter. Uh, and you're not, if you're a very observant Catholic, you're not allowed to eat meat, especially on Fridays. Um, and the state of Hawaii sells. More filet of fish sandwiches than anybody else, which is weird because that's the last place you would get fast food fish. If I live near the ocean. Oh, yeah. 100%. If I live on an island, then I'm not getting fish sandwiches from a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Unless they are just a fit. Yeah, now it makes more sense because if they're just fish eaters. Yeah. So that would be like the fast food version of chip. Of yeah. 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 Uh -huh. And your third random thing is freezing foods makes bacteria inactive temporarily, but it actually does not kill any bacteria, which is totally. I thought if you heat something or you freeze something, then that kind of goes away. That is not true. So if your freezer, if your food goes into the freezer contaminated, then you thaw it out. It's still going to have the same bacteria in there, which is why it's important to thoroughly cook everything because um, the freezing does nothing. And those are your three random things for today. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We get a lot of messages and a lot of uh, feedback about us talking about your new schedule mm -hmm. and how just different it is and how much better it is and, and whatnot. And in that conversation, I apologized a few times because it felt like 
it was a not a first world problem, but it's it, it's such a niche thing to celebrate. Yeah, that I it, I was like, if you don't relate, uh, one, so many people relate, and two, the people who don't relate right now all had a time in their life when they did and they're realizing that they weren't appreciative enough of when it went away they're remembering now when that change went away um and the consensus is even worse than the third shift is in the overnight shift stuff is the shifts that change every single week Oh, I don't know how people do that. And there's so many of them. I think my dad's neighbor, Tom, who we've talked about on the show before, um, he has a pretty important job that I don't think there's a lot of people can do in his, you know, in the city that they live in. Um, So his schedule I think is changes every single week and it's intense. It's one week it might be overnights, then he's off for a week. Mm-hmm. Then for two straight weeks, he's working, you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Then he's off for three days. Then he's working overnights again. That was the worst because you can't. Your body never gets used to anything. It's it, like almost like it's running on adrenaline being like, okay, what next? Because it's not anticipating. Oh, I get to rest at this time. Yeah. And you can't, you almost can't plan anything ever. So anyways, thank you for the supportive messages. Sometimes I, we talk about stuff on the show and I feel like it's just not relatable and it I don't know I don't want ever to come across as selfish but when we when, when we find that we are giving a voice to some people who have who been there done that makes me feel good so thanks for letting us know. hey guys it's Liz real fast chiming in on the Megan and Harry thing um before all this I don't think I liked her a ton now I definitely have a lot more compassion for her and a lot more empathy. I think the royal family really missed an opportunity to have someone say, hey, this is how this operates. But I think to what you're saying, I don't they just know no different. And so they just assume people will figure it out. Um, but the part you're talking about with like the be seen and not heard, um, I think part of what makes her so polarizing is that the British, it's not so much I think be seen and not heard, in so much as it, you don't have an opinion. The British royal family doesn't weigh in on political stuff. They don't take sides. Um, they mentioned it in the in the episode. In the, I think it was the last episode. Like Kate didn't wear black to the basses during the whole Me Too movement. You're not an activist. And Meghan, I think at her heart, is an activist. And I think that is not well received in the British royal family because they're supposed to be this neutral. We don't get involved. We don't weigh in. We don't pick political sides. Um, I thought it was it was fascinating, but you had said earlier, Jeff, that Netflix produced it, but it was in association with their production company. So um, it was definitely strongly slanted in their favor, which good for them. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see the next three episodes. Have a great one. Bye. Hey guys, um, regarding Harry and Meghan, I do not understand the hate that Meghan receives. She's seriously like just the nicest person. Even before she was, you know, dating Prince Harry, she was involved in a ton of humanitarian causes and, you know, just charity in general. 
she's just the nicest person. And the hate that they're receiving again now for trying to tell their side of the story for once, people are like, you wanted a life in solitude. Why are you talking? They want to tell their story. And it's just, it's everybody's proving their point that the media and people online are just bullies. And I don't get the hate. Um, just not liking her. I, I also don't get that. I, yeah, she can seem a little, I don't even know, but I don't think it's reason enough to not like her. It, it, it's crazy. Um, I think she's a lovely person. I can't wait to hear more about their life. I hope they do a season two. I'm, I'm loving it. Just wanted to share. Bye. Hey guys, it's me. Um, I'm calling about the tape. Um, I think I've told you this before. My boyfriend's a vet. Our dog is 15 years. We've had him since he was a puppy. He passed away last year, but his teeth did start to, they didn't fall out, but they did start to rot. Um, and I think part of, you know, we would do dentals, or I'm sorry, we, doctor would do the dentals um, and clean his teeth and, and extract them if and when needed. But switching to a softer diet um, instead of the crunchy kibble, so, like, hill science, anything that's more um, almost pureed is really helpful for older dogs. It causes less gum irritation. They're able to still get their calories. It is more expensive, but um, if you're trying to make your dog comfortable, especially in their geriatric years, um, it's worth it. So, so just something to consider because hard kibble when a dog does not have a lot of teeth will cause some scraping and or to cost them. Anyways, not the doctor, but just the suggestion. Love you. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Michelle. My husband and I also watched the last episode of The Crown and also watched the Harry and Meghan documentary this weekend. This season of The Crown, I totally agree with you. It was very different from the other seasons. Um, and personally, it just made me dislike Charles as much as I possibly can. I just, I cannot fathom him at all. <laughs> just my opinion. Um, love the show. And Callie, I definitely agree that you are much more chatty now. Um, that you are getting a really good night's sleep, and I'm really excited for you for that. Take care. Love y'all.